When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big oh, black uh, wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, oh, yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just Ready? stood up. I mean, it just, like, kept going and going. And she goes, what the... Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I am the infamous Jay today. Ooh. And it's not just us today. Jay, who are we with? We are joined today with our special guest, Brian from Sasquatch Odyssey. Welcome, Brian. What's up, fellas? Haven't seen y'all in a month of Sundays. (laughs) A month of Sundays. (laughs) No, thank you for coming on. Everybody at home doesn't realize just like I slept in till right when like Brian was already in the little chat room and then the broadcaster stopped working and then I exited off of everything. And so he's been a great. He's been patient. It's been 15 minutes to try to get this rolling. Very patient. I think you're still like I'm I'm punch drunk. Yeah, I think so. Newborn. That's the green room is so nice. You guys had it set up with the colorful M&Ms like I like. You had the champagne. <laughs> It's just I've just been chilling, man. Like like VIP style. I love it. We even took all the blue M and M's out for you, just as you requested. I'm glad that they sent that over as a prerequisite. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard that story? What, one second. Before I have. Talk. Okay. Okay. Who was that? I forget who it was. I think it was. Uh, um, oh, the guy that. The, oh, Aero, it's not Aerosmith. The lead singer that literally sings the song "Dude Looks Like a Lady," but Steven Tyler. What band is that? I think it was that band. The Steven Tyler band. I can't remember what. It's not <laughs> Aerosmith. It's way too early. Yeah, I know. It's, my gears are still. The hamster wheel is tr- still warming up. <laughs> I just don't know Steven Tyler. But I know looks like a lady. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, <laughs> he does kind of, yes. Oh, okay. Now, 
Brian, would you please do all the stuff and tell everybody where to find your stuff and all that good stuff? If you haven't heard of Sasquatch Odyssey by now and you are listening to us, I don't know what you did because <laughs> you you passed some big shows to get over here. Right. Yeah, Sasquatch Odyssey is everywhere you can find podcasts. Yeah, I do the Sasquatch Odyssey podcast. I do quite a few shows. We have a the Paranormal World Productions Network has a ton of shows. We have the Sasquatch Odyssey. We have Paranormal Odyssey true crime odyssey and we've added a couple of more shows we've got the guys from the kentucky x-files and the basement hangout just joined the family a couple of days ago we made that announcement on the show so we got a little bit of everything for everybody we we've got a full network of shows but any of them you can find youtube we've got a sasquatch odyssey youtube page that's really the only show paranormal odyssey has it's on youtube as well but primarily anywhere you get your audio podcast anywhere you listen to the cryptids of the corn you can find us so Perfect. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, we met you. Uh, well, we met you in person in was it North Carolina, right? Yep. North Carolina, and that was a lot of fun. But that was a hell of a drive for us. Uh, oh yeah, it was. But yeah, what state are you out of? I don't know if we ever said got to talk about that. Yeah, I live in North Carolina. I was born and raised in Georgia, but we're in North Carolina. Okay, now, oh, nice. In Lenore, Lenore, the metropolis of Lenore, North Carolina. That sounds like the mega city of Ada, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. That's like a population. If we didn't have a college, would be like a population in like the double digits. Well, that that low. Come on. If the college disappeared, not yeah, double that's digits. Digi- that's like your family and my family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, enough to make the plastic factory in the bowling alley work. I tell yeah. everybody we're near Boone, North Carolina, where Appalachian State is. Most people know where App State is. Oh so yeah, about forty minutes from there. So. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, careful! No, careful. sorry, things are popping up. The screen was getting dark. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, but yeah, thank you once again for coming on. Uh, Jay, you go ahead. Um, so just to get things started, I mean, <laughs> we've noticed things uh, on your social media and posts that have been going around lately, and we wanted, to, we wanted to kind of bring up that topic. There is a photo going around recently of an alleged pair of Sasquatches. Um, and we, I first seen it posted on your social media, and I think maybe Justin. Yeah, that's where I seen it. Yeah, because uh, I think the first one I seen was the one where you politely said like, "Hey guys, I've been sent this like sixteen times or something like that," and I'm like, I get that. Like literally, people send us the same video. Like, uh, I mean, quite which often. It's nice. It's nice. Yes. It's just it's like people don't realize that like, okay, you're the thirty second person in an hour. <laughs> to send this, but we appreciate it. But I'm it's hard to respond to everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to ask you about, um, you know, when 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 uh evidence and photographic evidence is brought forward and we get to see something, you know, that's pretty special because you know, pictures of Sasquatch are fairly rare, you know, especially uh, authentic ones. So, this one that was posted to your social media. Um, it's created quite a little bit of buzz, I'd say, recently. Um, but I think we have some opinions about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do, man. When it first popped up, well, this guy sort of popped up on my radar a couple of years ago with some of the audio stuff that was being posted. And people were sending me that. And I just, you know, I, I took a listen to it. And it was just ridiculous to me. It was almost laughable. So I just moved on and didn't really think about it. And then this picture kept popping up over the last... I don't know, six or seven days. And I think the first person I really saw talking about it was Steve Coles on his channel. Steve kind of did a little quick four or five minute breakdown, you know, just 
it was very simple and straightforward to me that this was not an authentic picture of any Sasquatch. It was a mask. Screwy. All right, and we're back. I don't know if I'll leave this in for the technical difficulties update, but the Roadcaster 2 Pro just died. <laughs> uh, so we're going back to Old Faithful. Hopefully you can still hear us, and it's not the computer that's dying. Yes, everything sounds good. Uh, all right, so we were just ta- starting to get into that that thing, that, that mask that looked like two trash cans that were shoved together with some plexic tape. It just looked horrible. <laughs> that's The mask looked awful. What was it like a mask from Party City? Let me let me pull it up while you guys talk for a second because it's just <laughs> I, have you you've seen it yeah you yeah seen yeah it. I saw it on our well I think I don't I know think, if you shared it I or, may have shared it to ours from his yeah but I remember when it first popped up I was like hmm and then Brian I believe I saw you uh, change the res or the the brightness of it you said right yeah I lightened it up it took five seconds to lighten it up on my iPhone and it was even more apparent at that point that this was a mask. And so I went to the YouTube channel, the guy who shared it, and he did this video. And literally like four minutes and 30 seconds into the video, he's talking about how if you don't believe this is a Sasquatch, you're not enlightened and you just don't understand and blah, blah, blah. Typical hoaxer stuff, right? Mm So then he says, and feel free, everybody go look, scour the internet. You're not going to find a mask like this, right? So that just, you know, my cop brain went off and I'm thinking, hey, if this is legit, why, why are we talking about looking on the Internet for a mask and telling people they're not going to find it? Either a you're very confident nobody's going to find a mask like this because it's a real Sasquatch or you know that this mask was changed, altered or y- you've uh, done something to this to make it unique enough to where nobody's going to be able to just post a link to say, hey, here's the exact mask that this guy used, right? And then, you know, when I posted it on, I and I, I plastered it in a lot of Bigfoot groups, right? I'm in probably 600 Bigfoot groups, and I just plastered it everywhere because I wanted the people to understand that this guy needs to be called to the carpet for what he's doing, mm-hmm. right? So it's not my job to do that. I don't typically do that a lot. I famously have called Todd Standing out over and over and over over the last couple of years, and to the point I'd get emails to from my listeners saying, stop giving this guy, you know, any credit at all on your show and talking about it. But I think it's important because Todd has a ton of followers. Mm -hmm. This guy has a ton of followers. He's got 71,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel that are eating this stuff up. And I go, I go into the comments and look at the comments and it's like, Oh, please tell Neff that we said, thank you for finally showing his face. And I'm like, are you delusional? Like this is unbelievable. That these people are not only buying into this, but they are they're they're just worshiping at this guy's feet. And this is clearly crap. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He started commenting and you know, he, he got a little heated in his comments with me saying, you know, it's all real, you just don't understand it. You're not enlightened, you've never seen one, so you don't understand. And I was like, Yeah, dude, I, I think you're one hundred percent of crap why don't you come on the show and let's talk about it if you want to have a real conversation let's not do it over facebook comments come on the show and let's have a conversation about it if i'm wrong i'm wrong i'll be the first to admit i don't think i am but if you can convince me otherwise then i give you the platform to do it Mm -hmm. and of course it was immediately you know you you throwing out todd standing and and inviting him on the show is just you know you're just trying to bait me in and i don't have time to talk to people who call me hoaxers and i was like 
well, you should probably make time because there's a lot of people calling you hoaxers <laughs> and calling you a hoaxer. And if you're not, then come on and defend your position. And of course, he's not going to do that because he, he can't control the narrative. So, Right. There's a big difference between talking uh, over me Facebook messages and actually speaking in person. Big time difference. Yeah, there's a lot of keyboard vigilantes, but when you want to get face-to-face, -face, even through a computer screen and have a conversation, those they tend to go away. They're, they're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Funny how that works. Yeah, it's like people are too scared to get punched in the face anymore. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can do, go that far. Well, that's the computer. Like, people say everything they want through the computer. Oh, then in person, yeah. Yeah, then in person. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. My brain is melting. But yeah, it's like all these like there's a lot of I know a lot of people like that. They'll just say they they they, they there's that safety net with it being in the internet. Like I never have to leave this room and I can tell everybody I've seen all of this stuff and I can tell everybody this is how it works and anybody tries to fight me, I can just block them and report them and yell call you call them bad names and well like Brian said controlling your narrative. Controlling the narrative, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think this kind of does? for the Sasquatch community, these kind of hoaxes? Well, it's the same thing with everything. It sets us back because there are tons of people who believe that's real. So say somebody goes out tomorrow and gets a photograph of a real Sasquatch that's close up like this guy's purporting this to be, and it doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. Those people who are bought into that narrative are going to say, no, this guy's stuff is real. What you're presenting is not. Mm. And this is a fake, and it's not. It's kind of the same thing with the Todd Standing stuff. The best thing we had, in my opinion, was two things. We had the Patterson-Gimlin film in 67, and we have the Paul Freeman footage from 92. And those are pretty compelling in and of themselves, right? And people are still debating that. We're actually – I'm speaking at a conference in Idaho in August. And me, Cliff Brackman, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, I think we've got some other people I don't want to say – we're still in the works of getting folks there, but we're going to have a, a little roundtable and talk about the Freeman footage because it's still, even after all these years, we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. But you see that, and it's really good footage. And then fast forward into the early 2000s, I, I think it was, here's Todd Standing bursting on the scene, and he comes out with this these videos that he's posting of HD quality, super high-definition, zoomed-in pictures of what he purports to be a Sasquatch. Now, there's a hundred plus thousand people on his YouTube channel seeing those. They're seeing this Discovering Bigfoot documentary. And then that becomes the new standard for anybody who's out there researching Sasquatch and bringing evidence forward. There are tons of pictures out there. There are tons of videos out there, I believe, that people have captured of these things that will never see the light of day because it's not HD quality, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like what Todd's presenting as Sasquatch. And we'll never see it. So he set the president and the bar so high with a hoax because I don't believe for a second those are real Sasquatch in any of those videos. Mm -hmm. I don't believe it at all. And, of course, the first thing that happens with everybody when you talk about this stuff is prove the hoax. Prove it. Yeah. Where's the mask? Where's the link to the mask? And I'm like, dude, I'm on Facebook fighting with people. Way too much time. I'll admit I went down the rabbit hole, mm -hmm. you know, going to know this dude. I gave it way too much of my time, but I'm passionate about it because it it sets everybody in this community who tries to do this seriously way back. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing that everybody comes up with. The people who, who buy it and 
I say it all the time. People cringe, but they're drinking the Kool-Aid, right? They're drinking the Jim Jones Kool-Aid. There's always people out there who want to, who want the drink, right? And he's got these people hooked in, hook, line, and sinker. And they're the ones coming out and defending him saying, prove the hoax. If you can't prove the hoax by showing me the mask, then everything you're saying is true or is false. Mm -hmm. You can't prove it any more than he can prove that it's real. And I'm like, okay, if you can take a look at the totality of the evidence and you can look at the photograph and you can see the lightened version I did, there's other people that have done complete hour videos breaking this down, showing where these, these two photographs that we're talking about is actually supposed to be the same thing taken just seconds apart. That's the other part of the story. Mm -hmm. You see those two images together, but he claims that this Dwayne guy or whoever sent him the pictures took one, just stepped out of the back of his house for whatever reason and just decided to take this random photo of this random fence with a blanket and a shovel on it. And he takes a couple of pictures in sequence and he didn't notice anything. And then he looks back later and here they are. And he's had these photographs for three years. And just recently, the Sasquatch told him that he can post the pictures. Mm. It's okay for you to post my face now. It wasn't three years ago, but now all of a sudden I'm ready for my cameo. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Right. Post my photographs. I think you might have wrote it on a chalkboard. I'm not really sure how that happened or <laughs> got it tell with it. So you, you got all this stuff going on. And if those people can look at that, and, and look at the photograph and really study the, the nuances and the missing, there's missing artifacts that are there in one photograph. And then a second later, the shovel's over here, the blanket's over here, the, the plug-in that was down here is no longer in the photograph. All these things. If you can look at that in totality and say, I believe that that's a real Sasquatch and I believe that he is 100% telling the truth and it's not a hoax, then there's no conversation to be had with you. I <laughs> There's nowhere to go with that. Right, I agree because it's just it's just blind, just blindness with it. But no, I don't blame the Sasquatch for not wanting to have his picture shared there for a while. Do you see how ugly it was? Yeah, no, the receding hairline is what got oh me. Oh my man. gosh, the fur is like a straight like it's almost like it's a big plastic piece shoved onto the front of a of a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not and again. I went I went down the rabbit hole. And I searched for, uh, there's probably 50 pages open in my browser looking for a mask that could have been altered enough to look like that. And I, I mean, I, I found some retro masks from way back in the day that were on eBay for like 80, 90 bucks that were similar that could have been altered. You know, some of them might have even been sprayed with some paint. I don't know how he did it. And frankly, I don't care. Right. It's yeah. just so obvious. Some things are so obvious. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody posted a really good comment that I've, I've reused and sort of took. It's one of those things where if you have two dogs standing there and one of them's a Chihuahua and one of them's a Great Dane, do I really have to prove to you that the Chihuahua isn't a Great Dane or is it just obvious looking at it? Right. right? right. We have to do the DNA of the dog to say that's a Chihuahua, that's a Great Dane, and this is a stuffed animal. No, you don't. You just have to be intellectually honest and say, I looked at that. It's clearly fake mm -hmm. and just move on. But people just seem to, they get stuck in the minutia of what they want to believe. And they, they buy into this guy. That's the other thing. I know him. He's so genuine. He's so caring. He's so sincere. Well, every hoaxer out there is, you have to be, mm -hmm. they have to be just as passionate as I am on the other side of the fence about what I believe to be the right stance 
and just wanting real stuff put out there. Let's have a real conversation. Let's be honest. Let's approach this from this, use the scientific method and use some critical thinking. I'm passionate about that on that side. The hoaxers have to be 10 times more passionate to draw people in. How did people sell the, the, the snake oil back in the day? Right. They were very passionate about everything that it cured, right? Mm -hmm. It was completely 100% BS, but you're not going to buy it from them if they're, not selling a, if they're not selling you on them first. And that's what hoaxers do. Mm -hmm. And he's very good at it. He's very sincere. I can watch those videos and say, wow, I can see why people buy into that. But then once you have something like a photograph, you know, the audio stuff is obviously, to me, it's laughable, but to a lot of people, they're like, I, I don't know what a Sasquatch sounds like. I've never heard one talk. So that could be a Sasquatch talking, right? And as sincere as he is, I see the buy-in. But when you have something that's physical evidence, it's, it's, it's tangible. It is a photograph that can be looked at. It's very simple. You can do it with your iPhone. Just lighten it up, and you see that that's not real. It is not a, a living, breathing creature of any kind. It is a static object. It is a inanimate object. It is a mask to the point where it's not the arm that he says is laying up on the fence for his close up. It's the freaking material that goes with the rest of the suit that's laying under the head of this mask. It's just laughable to me. I, I do like to imagine, though, that one's just sitting there posting up posing for the camera. Uh, just one time. I want that actual authentic just photo. Just one time. Yeah. No, and it's like. <laughs> I think why those people get so big is because there's people, there's so many, so many people, more people than most people realize that have had the flash encounter, that have had that one little one thing and they see something that they can't explain one time and then they go to people like that and they see the showmanship, they see all that and they're like, oh, okay, I, I don't feel as crazy because everybody else is seeing it. Like, they're, they're common, they're out there, they're doing this. And I think that's why people that claim to see them constantly or have that kind of you know content or whatever that's why they get big like that it's just because there's so many people like when you go to conferences we go to conferences and you have at least once a conference some guy or some lady come in and they don't want to be there and you know and they're just they want confirmation that they're not insane for what they see in the woods or what they see on the side of the road at night and then they leave like literally they then they just and then they just go and then then eventually they go down the YouTube rabbit hole and they hit stuff like this. Like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I only had the one little encounter. These people are seeing them every night. And, mm -hmm. You know, they're having them. They're giving them apples, and you know, they're yeah. talking telepathically, and, and you know, they're writing in my house. And it's just, it's just so rare to get an actual, not just a photograph, but a video of, you know, I mean, there, you got the Patting Patterson Gimlin film, and then the film you guys are covering in Idaho, um, but. You know, those are probably the two biggest ones, I would probably yeah. say. And they're still talked about today because you can analyze it and analyze it as much as you want. And to disprove it is much harder. It, it, it's harder to do. And and then there's hundreds of other ones out there that I think, you know, are authentic. But they're, you know, they're little quick flashes of something. See a hand or you see this or you just see something tiny. I mean, that's. Or, yeah, there's just some weird ones. You ever seen that one? This one I always actually one one never really asked anybody about, but there's one where um, you might know what I'm talking about. A guy, there's like a they're filming. It looks like a Sasquatch sitting kind of like on the side of this hill, um, all covered in leaves and like dead trees, and then it stands up and like throws a stone towards the camera. Have you ever seen that video? 
I think I have. At least in part, I think I've seen what you're talking about. And it's just, it's really quick. And I, I, it's hard for me. I, I feel like we've gotten a lot better at determining what is authentic over since doing this, you know. Um, but that video still always stands out to me is if that is fake, I don't know how they did it because it's like a five foot long arm and it throws, you can see the stone flying. A sizable rock. Yeah, like it was sizable. Well, the stone the size of a rock? The sizable, sizable oh, rock. Oh, a sizable rock. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you really do have lack of sleep right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a softball sized stone, but for anyone to have a costume or, you know, a suit that can actually grab a physical object and toss it with some decent accuracy that's an that's more impressive as creating a suit like that than a actual authentic video but I, I i think that one may be authentic but there's a bunch of those out there that maybe may not be but it's up to the it's up to the person the viewer to discern between the two but like you said you got to put your hat on your cop hat your um investigator's hat all your hats like daryl sims taught us yeah, and that's the thing that, that bothers me. There's still people, even to this day, it's funny. I don't get on social media as much as I used to, and I just don't have time to peruse through all the groups and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's funny when you see that one person, like you said, who probably had some kind of experience, and they go down the rabbit hole, and they're trying to find some sort of validation for them experiencing what they experienced, and they run across like Tide Standing, right? Mm-hmm. And they're posting this link to these videos like nobody's ever seen it before, and they're like, oh my God, look what I found. It's this video. Of this, It's a close-up of what I saw. It's a Sasquatch. And then you're like, oh, it's a Tide Standing video. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know. But those people are legitimately seeing this for the first time. That's what people don't understand. All of us know who Todd is. We all know who this Sasquatch Ontario dude is because he's been hoaxing for 10 years or whatever. But there are people out there who are coming into the subject literally every single day, and they're stumbling across this. And it, of course, when you Google it, it's it's been out there for so long in the zeitgeist. It's the first thing that pops up. So mm-hmm. they immediately go to these hoaxer sites, and they're just enamored by what's happening. Mm-hmm. And it just you're, they're lost forever in most cases because they want to believe so bad, and there's so little real tangible video photographs and other evidence out there that they can really cling to to say, yeah, that validates what I saw, right? Or mm-hmm. that's validating what I experienced. So they latch onto that and then it just becomes this, then they tell 20 people and, you know, 10 or four, it, it just grows exponentially. Meanwhile, you have people out here busting their tail to try to bring real encounters to the forefront, real evidence from people who are experiencing these things. And they're, they're the YouTube channels that have 400 subscribers and, they go out in the woods for 25 years and never experience. Yeah, they, they never get any traction. And it's just the hoaxers that rise to the top. Yeah. Instead of the cream rising, it's it's the crap that <laughs> rises to the top. And I, I do my very best on occasion to just scrape it away, <laughs> you know, because it, it just it irks me. And I'm lucky enough and, and fortunate enough to have a platform that people actually listen to where I can say, you know, Believe what you want. This is my opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I think this dude is hoaxing, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe he's being hoaxed by somebody else. I don't know. Right. You don't. But, exactly. Um, and I like the cream to the top and to the crap to the top analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. I wonder, and I don't want to be all conspiratorial, but it does seem like the hoaxing videos more or less do get pushed or do get, you know, 
in you, the algorithms. You don't want to be conspiratorial? I don't want to be, but I am. I am <laughs> conspiratorial because it's weird how that seems to work. I mean, sure, the Patterson-Gimlin film will pop up, um, but it's usually not even the first one still. It's, it is like... Like you said, those hoaxy... I just typed in Bigfoot videos, and it wasn't even, like, the first five. And I, it's just odd. That That is kind of odd to me. Uh, and I, is that on purpose? I don't know those answers to those questions. But it it is strange. It's, it's worth uh, being noted, I'd say. Well, I think what happens is, Jay, it's not necessarily... And I'm with you. I think there may be something there may be a there there as far as the algorithms and and there may be something as far as a a larger conspiracy for that kind of stuff to just if nothing else just to keep it perpetuated and keep it going because it Mm -hmm. but bigfoot makes money you know for these youtube and these other platforms i think part of what the problem is is you have i completely lost my train of thought i had something so important to say it happens but <laughs> I know it did. To, it, that that shit happens when you get old, man. It's like, oh god. But it's like you said with the with the videos not popping up, not being the first one. Pat, here here's what I was here's where I was going. Pat from Sat, uh, Squatch Talk was on the show. It might have been last year. We did a show together. We've done quite a few. But Pat did a little experiment. He went out into an area in the woods near his house, and he randomly took pictures just pictures of trees and leaves and sticks and whatever it's pretty thick i think it was during the summer last year when he did this and he did it purposely he was he was almost purposely taking pareidolia pictures mm. for his experiment and he goes into squatch talk his his group on facebook 900 or so members in the group right not a huge reach about the same subscribers on youtube and he puts red circles and draws red arrows around random things, just trees, nothing there other than trees. And he posts it and says nothing about Bigfoot. Bigfoot Sasquatch was not there. It was these pictures that I took and it's red circle pictures. Mm -hmm. I think in the first few days, that post reached 75 to 80,000 people on Facebook. (laughs) Now, Pat has interviewed tons of people. He's had plenty of shows. I've been on his show. He's been doing this for 10 years, his show talking about Bigfoot, right? Yeah. Never has Pat had this kind of reach, ever. All it took for him to get that kind of play on Facebook and have that kind of reach in just a few days was to take random pictures, and the comments were flowing in. I see the Bigfoot. Oh, my God, it's right there. Oh, I think that's a dog man. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I see it. It's right there. It's nothing. It's literally trees, literally trees and leaves. But Pat did, I mean, he did a follow-up show and he's kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. He's laughing about it. He's like, I never knew I had that kind of reach. All it took was a red circle squatch. Yeah. That I didn't even mention. He didn't even say that's what it was. All it took was the red circles. It is. It blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I wonder what that is. Like, I don't even understand why, but I get it because I've seen the red circle stuff all over the place. Like, like saying, like, people just see it and they share it and they're like, I can see the Sasquatch. Yeah. I can see the Sasquatch. I can see the Sasquatch. Oh, I do have to share. There's one guy on YouTube I follow and and I know, like, it's not none of it's real, but he plays it off as it's being real. And every single one of his cover photos for his YouTube videos have the big red circles in them. But the best part is he'll just be filming himself talking into the camera oh, with this the guy. woods behind him. 
and he'll hold up uh, like a cardboard or you know piece of construction paper red circle that he made and he's holding it with his hand he'll hold it over his shoulder and he'll hold it up like look and he'll follow something and then put it back down and but he's being he's he's dead acting serious. Dead, dead serious, serious. i about pee every time i watch the video it's it's just like, <laughs> he does it all the time it's the funniest thing ever and i'm like oh this i can't tell if this guy is actually being genuine to try to get views or if he's just that that i don't think he even realized how funny he is <laughs> but it is hilarious but he gets a lot and a lot of views and he's just talking nonsense the whole time in the video not even about bigfoot but it, it's just great it, when you see him like slowly raise that hand up and with a con- construction paper red circle holding over his head into the woods behind him it is the funniest thing ever i i never trust any red circle pictures if anybody's going out on a a, a hula hoop safari <laughs> I just like a hula hoop safari. That's what it looks like. <laughs> if you have to put a big red circle over it, then it. How did you see it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't see it. Yeah. It does, but yeah. With all the hoaxes and stuff, it really muddies the waters for people to it ruins it. It, try, it does to discover the truth, and I think that's what all of us like. I'd say a majority of this community just wants the truth, you know, and. When you muddy that water and then you want it so bad, you're going to believe anything. And then it just it just throws a big wrench right into the spokes of the tires of the, the whole movement. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. <laughs> the only exception to that kind of stuff in my head would be like the Mountain Monsters guys to where they're, you know it's not real. Like, But I, I will say there are still people that die hard believe everything. We know those guys. We know the Mountain Monsters guys. And, uh, you know, once they get away from everything, you know, they're just people. They're just guys that mm-hmm. go out and make a show. I know. And it's, it, it's fun. It's like, fun. It's... But there are people, because we had our booth next to um at Crypticon. Crypticon, yep. Crypticon. And there's people, like, die hard. Like, I'm glad you survived the Cherokee devil, Buck. And, like... <laughs> Because he was like possessed in one of the shows, oh, and we're sitting there not trying, trying not to laugh, because this guy's just like, "I'm so happy you're safe." We, <laughs> me and my wife, prayed for you. We were so scared for you. It's like, oh, it's so great. Okay, yeah. Like I'm jealous that I, I can't do a show, or we're not doing a show like that. Like, are we? Uh, maybe, maybe one day, but uh, it's just so. F- that show is great. I love. Yeah, those they're guys fun guys. Are they're good guys, but yeah, they, but there's people out there that. I don't know. The red circles are just <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Yeah, but you understand why people do it because it doesn't take a rocket scientist. Now, if Pat was one of those people, and he's certainly not. He, he a very, He's very scientific in his approach. He's very down-to-earth. He's very flesh-and-blood kind of it may be an ape in the woods if it exists at all kind of guy. And he's not going to take advantage of that. But right. there are a lot of people out there. It only takes one time to get that attention mm-hmm. and understand what it is that you have to do to get that attention. And they're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to progress and get worse and worse and worse as their popularity grows. And they can start making a little money. You get 75, 80,000 subscribers on a YouTube channel and you're getting 40, 50, 60,000 views on a video. You do that over the course of a month, you're going to make money doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you got more money and more time to hoax more stuff. And then you just become a professional hoaxer. Mm-hmm. And there's not a ton of those out there, I don't think. But there have certainly been enough people in the community that we have seen rise and fall over the last decade or, or more. Rick Dyer or some of these other people that have made a living hoaxing people. And it just perpetuates that. So these red circle squatches that people see, even on a small scale, you know, these people can get in these video or these Bigfoot groups, just like I have on Facebook. And you go to four or 500 groups and post these red circle squatches and people, Oh man, that's awesome. Oh wow. I see it. Even if it's five in each group, it, it feeds that ego. It feeds whatever is missing in these people's lives that caused them to do that stuff in the first place. And then it just perpetuates it. And like you said, you know, it's all, sometimes it's all in good fun, I guess. It's all, you know, everybody says, why are you up in arms about it? Well, because if you take this seriously and you want these answers and you really do have people on your show who have had real encounters and you dive into this stuff and you look for evidence yourself, maybe even find stuff yourself. We were talking before we went on the air. I find stuff on my property 
and I'm hesitant to share it because I don't want to be accused of being right. a hoax. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I never say definitively. I think that's one of the things that people have hoax stuff, and if they're smart, they don't say definitives. Yes, Bigfoot did this. You know, you put it out there, and you kind of be mysterious about it, and then let people draw their own conclusions. But, you know, I found a footprint on, a week or so ago on my property in a creek on a hike, and I snapped some pictures of it and put my foot in for you know, some scale and it looks like a footprint of a a Sasquatch with five toes. You know, I put it out there. I texted it to Doug Highcheck and said, Doug, help me out here. Am I crazy? Or does this look like a Sasquatch footprint stepped into this Creek? He's like, yeah. And he even pointed out where it looked like it was possibly uh, a thumb. So it might've even been sort of a handprint. Hmm. Doug always sees things. I don't see. That's why I, I trust his opinion. So, I'm like, yeah, I, I ended up putting it out on my social media and said, look, this is just what I found. You know, I found some weird rocks stacked near it in the middle of the woods, you know, weird possible stick structures and stuff like that. But I never said it was a Bigfoot. I don't know. I didn't see what stepped there. You know, it could have been a bear track, you know, could have been a weird bear track, could have been something else. I don't know. It couldn't have been a footprint at all. It might have been foot footprint pareidolia for all I know. Mm-hmm. It certainly looks legitimate to me, but I don't put that stuff out there often because I'm weary because I'm like, you know, I'm calling this dude a hoaxer. And then, you know, I found something two days later and I posted it. (laughs) (laughs) He does a Bigfoot podcast and he's finding Bigfoot. Like like we talked about that off air. Yeah. How convenient. Like, yeah, we couldn't ever like post stuff like that. Like, cause you, you have a platform that, you know, is, all based around this stuff, so you can't really go out and just. If you really do find stuff, you just can't like, because everybody's gonna be like, okay, yeah, you really, yeah, okay, okay, Brian, okay, Justin, you really found Bigfoot stuff, and you talk about it eight times a week, and like, yeah, that, and you can't post it and say definitively, this is a Bigfoot track, because you, you know well enough now, like you got to be weary of everything, and you can't let your own mind tell you like. Oh, this is what I'm so excited to see this. This is exactly what it is. I'm going to share it with everyone. I'm always weary of, weary of those posts too. When you see them on social medias, this is a, you know, this is definitively this. This is Bigfoot hair. We found oh, yeah. a sample, you know, just all that stuff. It's, mm, you know, you, you don't really quite know for sure. There's some people though that you do trust. I do have like a few people out there that when they post stuff, it's like, okay, like this is interesting. But it's very often, not very often, that you actually get people that have, uh, like, repeat. Are you talking about your Wisconsin people? Uh, Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah, yeah. That you don't have repeat, uh, you know, occurrences or a property that is active, you know. And they can, uh, I guess, not repeat results, but they get little things that do happen quite often. And But you gotta, you have to be able to discern between... Those people that are authentic and then those that are, you know, like what we've been talking about this whole time that really like to push just for, you know, and it might be monetary driven. You don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not, I guess that's none of my business, but, you know, some people, I guess that's how they make a little bit of living or who a full living, a full living perhaps. Yes. Yeah, I know. But it's, that's, it's just rough in this whole field. Cause like I said, at the end of the day, we all just want the truth. We all want answers and Bigfoot, it's or Sasquatch, you know, all that unlocks a key to some some other 
truth in the world, you know, that some bigger thing that we're all seeking as well. Um, just the unexplainable things that happen every day in the world that you talk about, but it's a lot of people don't, uh, they don't live in that realm of understanding that these things are happening all the time, um, all around us. And, but there's something there and it's just, it drives it. It's curiosity that drives it. And it's just answers. We all, I think we all want answers to that. Yeah, I agree. And I, I've always, anything I post, if you see anything I've posted online, it's probably been through at least five or six people mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'll sure. say, I'll find something and I'll text it and say, look, I just found this. Like, tell me I'm not crazy. Uh, what do you see? I don't even use, I don't say I found this and it's a Bigfoot footprint or I've had the apple bitten on my gifting stump here on the property and it looked like some something picked the apple up like a person and bit it and then stuck it back down on a stick. Mm. I'm sending that picture to like 10 people saying, what, what does that look like? <laughs> well, it looks like you took a bite out of that apple. Okay. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Could it have been an ungulate? Probably was. Could have been a deer. Could have been a, anything, right? I never say definitively. And I, and I think that's what it goes back to is when these people are saying these things definitively. And that's the thing that bothered me about Todd standing so much is I am the guy who can take you out and show you Sasquatch, mm-hmm. right? No, you can't, dude. If you could, we would have more pictures and video and these other things that you claim that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, Todd was, he was trying his best to get me to come up and do an expedition with him last year over the summer. And I was, I was considering going, but I just couldn't make it work with my schedule. And I, I it just, it dawned on me one day, I was like, this guy really wants me to come up there and have an experience. So I'll then come back and talk about it on my show and sort of validate, yeah. right? I would never do that. Even if I went up there and saw a freaking Sasquatch, I said it to him. If I come up there and have, if one walks into the camp and sits down at the campfire, I'm still going to come back on my show and say, I believe your videos are fake, dude, unless it looks just like the one that's in the video. Right. It's not going to change my mind. Because I believe, like I think you said it earlier, Jay, I believe that people who do these things, some of those people have real experiences. And I've said that about Todd. I think he's had real experiences in the past. Maybe he still does on some level. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of people on the show who did go on expeditions with him last year and have experiences. One of them said he saw a Sasquatch while he was on this from a distance while he was on an expedition with Todd. I believe those things can happen. It does not change the fact that the videos that he put out are not real. Correct. It's never going to change that. So and it's the same thing with everybody that does that kind of stuff. You can have a real experience and then it's not enough and you just have to keep pouring on and doing more and more and more. And I'm just, I'm over it. There's so much stuff that we could, could and should be doing. It's like the DNA stuff. You know, that was one of the most popular parts of, I had so many people reaching out to me after I had you guys on and say, thank you for having somebody come on and explain and talk about DNA. And how important it is. Justin, you collected DNA. So you have that experience and that background to talk intelligently about DNA collection because people just think, oh, we'll just get DNA. You know, everybody says they've got hair and skin and all these other things that need to be tested. And it's not necessarily that simple. Mm -hmm. You know, then you have people out there like she who shall not be named with her new project with DNA. And I know I've got dog man DNA and you know, again, you're talking, you're a scientist, but you're talking in definitives, right? Mm-hmm. You know, no, what you have is dog DNA. <laughs> That's all you have. It's literally dog DNA and something else. But, 
you know, you, you hear somebody with some credibility with their doctor saying these things, people buy into that and believe it. And you can't do that to people, especially when you're talking about something like this. There are no definitives. Nobody knows if these things are really real. Mm-hmm. People who come on the show and say, you know, I know you haven't had an experience like that, Brian. You haven't seen one. You don't know these things are real. I'm a knower, not a believer. I've seen one. Okay, I respect that. But for those of us who have not right. had that, and I still, I'm still on the fence with 90% of the stuff we talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. I'd love to believe that these things are real. I think they probably can be and are. But then you have all this other noise out there like, you know, and I've, I invited Dr. Ketchum on the show numerous times. For two years, I've been inviting her on the show. She will not come on my show. She's mm-hmm. doing other podcasts, but she won't because she can't control the narrative on my show. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. She knows I'm going to ask those questions. She know, I'm going to call her out on some of these things. And I think it's it's not being rude. It's not being – I'm not calling her character into judge your character. I'm, I'm talking about the evidence that you're presenting and the statements that you're making definitively about something that nobody knows anything definitively about. It's just that simple. What do, what do we always say, Jay? That the, um, the truth welcomes questions and lies um, run from questions. I was going with the expert thing. Oh. That's a good one. Oh, the expert thing? Oh, there's, there's no such thing as a Sasquatch expert. Yeah, that's if right. somebody starts talking definitives, that's a Sasquatch expert. and <laughs> I don't there's no such thing. Red flag. Red flag. Yeah. yeah. Not a red circle. That's a huge red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The DNA stuff bothers me deeply. And it's just because, and I feel bad for the general public because it's just, you know, it's a very specialized set of knowledge that I was, I was lucky to, you know, have because that's what I did professionally is eDNA and environmental DNA and like sampling species and stuff like that. And, you see somebody just hold this thing a Bigfoot fur like in their bare hands, and you're just like, "Well, that sample's contaminated. <laughs> That'll never show anything, even if it was real." It's just like yeah. my heart drops a little bit every time like, when somebody's like, oh, "Bigfoot fur," holding it this close to their mouth, grabbing it. Like, oh my gosh, there was that one. I can't remember what show it was on. Where it was on a tree, and I'm like, I seen him getting out gloves and all this stuff, and like getting ready to do it. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> And then one of the other guys goes and just pulls it right off the tree with bare hands. And I'm like, ah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's going to come back inconclusive. Oh, yeah. It's and, all, but only people like you would yeah. understand that. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, we had sites. And keep in mind, we would be dressed, like, to the teeth to do this DNA collection stuff and still get inconclusive sites because we contaminated it with our own bodies. I mean, we're constantly shedding DNA. Mm-hmm. But when you're that close to this little tiny sample, you know, your DNA can really overpower it pretty freaking quick but is is there any videos and you know we talk about like uh the patty the patterson gimlin film we talk about the freeman stuff but is there any of these smaller videos that we see all the time that you feel is a little more credible oh and i well real quick i was gonna say i had an encounter i would not believe in bigfoot if i didn't see one i never expect anybody else to because it's something that's just why like why would you like, so it's, I'm, I've always been like that. Like when people say they don't believe or they're really against believing, that's more what that's for is like, I don't like, it doesn't bother me. I know I had my confirmation and that's, but I get it. It's, it's a hard pill to swallow to imagine an eight to nine foot tall North American primate running around right on the edge of civilization. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, is there any of these videos that you see that really stick out to you as being maybe more probable 
than uh, more hoaxy. Yeah, I think there was one that was pretty popular a couple of maybe a year or so ago, and I I don't know if it was Russia or something. It was like a something that was running, and I think it was a, a father and his kid were out in the woods doing whatever, and this thing drops down for a second or two and goes on all fours. Very chimp-like behavior. Now that one stuck out to me. I really my initial response to that one was that looks legitimate to me. And I've had that situation with one of the Todd videos, Todd standing videos, that one where that thing's running up a hill, you know, behind him. And it's, it's kind of blurry. You don't get to see a whole lot of detail or whatnot, but that incline is really steep. And I think I know Todd did a, a breakdown on this channel of, you know, he's confirming his own evidence, obviously. So let's take that with a grain of salt when we start talking about it. But that's a pretty steep incline, and I, I think he broke it down, and I've, I've talked to other people who have, have looked at that, and this thing's basically running faster up that hill than a regular person could run down it. Mm. Right? Oh, wow. So that's pretty compelling to me. Tough you know, to everything, Yeah, everything outside of that, you know, I think the only thing that really sticks out to me is one of the bigger ones is the, the Freeman footage. You know, if you see the video as it is online now, it's not that impressive, but, you know, Doug and Michael Freeman, Paul Freeman's son, sent me their version, the non-interlaced version, where they broke it down, they frame by framed, they've cleaned it up, they've stabilized it, they've taken away the interlacing, it's just the original film zoomed and broken down. When you see that, it's pretty impressive to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks like this thing is real, and it looks like it walks across this path, and it takes a baby off of a tree, or a toddler, or whatever. And it looks legitimate to me. So, and then you couple that with the the footprint evidence that was there, with in addition to the film. And again, you take the totality of the circumstances. I believe that is, and I didn't believe it necessarily was real until I had the conversation with with Michael after he wrote the Freeman files. And when Doug Highcheck and and Cliff Brackman, Cliff and I have talked about it too. Cliff broke down the film and did his own non interlaced version of the film as well. So, and he's pretty convinced as he can be. I mean, obviously. Cliff's like, it's it's video. It's subjective. No matter what we do, how you break it down, there's only so much there that you can take a look at. So it's never going to be a 100% given. But if you take that, plus the footprint evidence is there, that, that same footprint has been cast by, I think, Jeff Meldrum, other places hundreds of miles away. And you compare the two side by side, it is clearly the same print from the same purported Sasquatch, right? So you put all that stuff together, that's pretty compelling to me. Mm -hmm. But as far as the other videos and, and photos that are out there, there's a few, like I said, here and there that I've seen that make me say, eh, that's possible. But it's difficult because there's not a whole lot to go with it. You don't have one-to-one -one correlation. It's just this or whatever. You know, you see those where it's it starts out and it just doesn't make sense. They're filming something that just doesn't make sense. And you're wondering like, why, why are you sitting here filming the back of your barn? Mm -hmm. Right. My brain goes to why would you be filming video of that right now? And then boom, something runs in this frame or something pops out from behind a tree. Mm -hmm. you know, that that's clear red flags to me. And there's a lot of that out there. And who's to say some of those may be legitimate. You know, if you knew the backstory, Right. You know, if you had the person in front of you saying, well, I was filming because I heard something. I heard something and I'm like, what, what the hell is that? And yeah, so that's all possible. But it's it's hard because there's not a ton out there. And I think the majority of the stuff, well, I talked to Cliff. He had a guy come into the uh, North American Bigfoot Center and show him some trail cam stuff. 
and it's pretty compelling. We'll never see it because the guy doesn't want it released. He doesn't want to show it to anybody. He just showed it to Cliff. You know, wanted and how many times personal confirmation? He wanted his personal confirmation. That's it. Yeah, and that's it. And those are the ones you really want to see because they're not out there screaming it to the Raptors mm-hmm. that this is my my friend Nephrotide or whatever mm-hmm. that comes to visit every week, right? Those are the people you really want to see that evidence because they have not they don't have a dog in the fight, mm-hmm. and you know, but we'll never see it because. They don't want anything out of it. They're, it's just the personal confirmation. Yeah, it looks like a Bigfoot. Okay, that's what I thought. Appreciate it. And they're on to their life, mm-hmm. right? That's There's a thing. ton of that out there. Have you ever seen the, I can't remember if it was a Monster Quest episode or if it was Paranormal Fact or Faked with the Bigfoot running across like right to left on this big hill slope out in Washington. I think I've seen that. So yes, I think I think a lot of people have seen it, but there were, they did a whole episode. I can't remember which show did a whole episode on it, but they actually got the the family that was there, and you know they got they went to the actual spot and everything, and they had uh, I can't remember like a an Olympic runner try to do it in the same time, and he was always like two or three times longer than the figure. Wow! And he wasn't wearing a costume. Mm-hmm. That was one that always just kind of to me because the family, you know. They went to the actual spot. They, they you know, they had the act. They still the same camera, so they could do all that testing and stuff like that. But there's just not like a lot you could really look at and be that. But that one is always. I, I don't even remember what show that was on, but that one always stuck out to me because all the data was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we 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 have for our show format. We won't do stories that I can't find actual like reports for and stuff like tangible if, evidence. Tangible evidence, like it, hearsay. Yeah. If it's all just here, say like one time in an unnamed town in Indiana, there was Source, a mud mermaid. Sources say, like, where's the sources? Right, exactly. Give me a newspaper article and we'll do it. Like, right. Just show me one newspaper article, and I'll do it. But yeah, but I like that one. But there's just not like you're saying, like, there's just not tons out there you can look at and be like, well, that can't be a guy in a suit or that can't be CGI. And that's the other stuff now. Oh my gosh, is all that you know. With CGI, CGI, CGI and video editing and all like AI stuff now. Oh, <laughs> I'm done with the AI. I'm, I'm done with the stupid AI. Wait stuff. till we start having AI squatch videos. Do you know how many pictures out? of AI monster fish I get sent a week through this <laughs> monster fish? Yeah. How many AI ungulates do you get sent? Oh, to you? that was why Jay was laughing. We just had a fight about the word ungulate like literally yesterday, and you said uh, you said you said I said I, t- I said ungulate. Jay's like nobody talks like that. No, I nobody just, talks like that. I just started laughing because yeah, he describes something. You know, he's like when you compare like an ungulate to, and I'm just start laughing. I'm like an ungulate, like only like someone in the biology field would ever like use that word in a conversation, and then <laughs> and then turns around the next day or you just said ungulate. ungulate. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, you're right. Everybody says it. You're just dumb. Damn, I know, Justin. I, I know. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm not in this. This is not my normal field. This is I'm used to like you know bowling stuff, <laughs> but yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but that it's yeah. So like, and then the Freeman footage is amazing, and then like to me the I don't know the Patterson Gimlin film is the most the most single analyzed piece of film in world history, and that includes the JFK assassination, and nobody has a definitive answer. That to me right there sings choirs about it. 
mm-hmm. if the FBI has spent like what we did that episode. What did we talk about? The FBI spent like two thousand hours analyzing it or something, some big crazy stupid number, and they came out inconclusive. And it's just like, nah, that I mean that's the most authentic footage I think, like long term footage where it's in the frame the longest that you can you point to as being real. And only six guys have claimed to be in in the costume and. Right, yeah. That's always a fun part when it's like every couple of years a new guy will come out and be like, I, it was me. I was Patty. Do you have the costume? Yeah, I think the thing that I've always pointed to was nobody could ever produce the costume itself, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, they, Hieronymus said that he gave it back to Roger Patterson, and of course they probably took it somewhere and burned it. If, if that were the case, obviously you want to get rid of the evidence of your hoax. But the guy who claimed here in North Carolina, actually, the the costume designer that did all these costumes and he's done that ridiculous video and I think it was in the, it might've been in the, uh, the making of Bigfoot with Greg Long where they do this recreation and he has this weird arm where it's, it's, it just, it's ridiculous. He could never come out. If he would just have came out and said, okay, you made the suit, right? Why wouldn't you just make another one? Just make another one. Why wouldn't you make the, make the exact Patty suit and just lay it out there for the cameras and say, this isn't the exact one, but it's the one I made right after that. And this puts it to rest, but that never happened. Right. right. And so it's, it is compelling to me that it has stood the test of time. One of the things that I found really interesting when I was talking to Todd Prescott yesterday from the Sasquatch archives, and he has this plethora of just tons of information on Sasquatch, right? He got all of John Green stuff that John Green had. And part of what he's found in there, and I'm actually going to put together a show. I, I, he tied said I could do it. He was gracious enough to allow me to use some of the footage. He's got an interview that John Green had from a radio station with Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, like five days after they filmed the Patterson Gimlin film. Oh wow! It is probably the first real interview on any kind of media that's documented and them telling the story. And this guy's asking him, he's pressing him on these questions. So it'll be really cool. I want to break it down. I haven't really done it yet to look at some of the newer interviews with Bob because obviously Roger Patterson passed away years ago. Mm-hmm. Bob's still around. So I want to look at some of the differences because one of the big things that comes out in the documentation, the documentation that uh, he got from John Green was everybody thinks that Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin were in Bluff Creek for like a month, right? Before they filmed this, they were there for nine days. That's all. They were there for nine days before this was filmed. And that's one of the things that's got, I think even Bob has said over the years that they've been in there for a month because it just kind of got picked up and oh, ran yeah. with. It's like that game of telephone, right? Somebody said it or they misheard it. And now it's like the narrative that, oh, they were in there for a month. No, they weren't. They were on horseback. What the hell are they going to feed a horse, two horses, <laughs> two horses for a month in the, in the back country? You can't, you can't bring that much food in for a horse. Nine days is probably topping it, right? So just little things and little nuances like that that I find interesting about the Patterson-Gimlin film is going back and taking a look at some of those interviews earlier on. What did they say five days after it happened versus what Bob's saying 50 years later? You know, those kind of things. But I find it compelling. I think it's very interesting that we're still talking about it (laughs) from 1967, right? Did you say that's something you're putting together, those interviews and – that you know is that what you said your uh, project you're working on yeah i'm going to pull that audio from todd and i'm just going to put together the it's only i think it's about 20 
20 to 25 minutes. It's not the hmm. full interview, but it is yeah, the it's a the, chunk of it. Yeah, it's, it's 20 or 25 minutes of them talking about what happened. And it's literally, I think it was five or six days after they filmed the, the PG film. Wow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing that. I'm excited. Yeah. I'd never, I'd never heard it, but you know, I, I have, I know we're talking about it yesterday and he, he has, he has permission to use it. So he's going to give me permission to use it on the show. So I'm going to pull that audio and Ooh. pump it up a little bit and do some production and get it, you know, where it's a lot more listenable because it was recorded on radio, you know, yeah. What, in 1967. 1967 radio. <laughs> so yeah, everyone listening, like there's pay attention and keep up with Sasquatch Odyssey and, and Brian and, I'm looking really looking I'm forward to that. For that. Yeah. If, oh yeah. We're gonna share that when that comes out. Do you think that the Patterson Gamelin film would be looked at differently if they weren't out there making a documentary about Bigfoot? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That was the other thing that we talked about is a lot of people didn't don't realize that Patterson actually finished his documentary. Hmm. Most people think that it stopped once they got the footage, but they did eventually finish the documentary and there's actually two versions of it out there. There's the Roger Patterson version where it's all pro Sasquatch and it's all real. And then there's the BBC version where there's, I think Napier's on there actually uh, kind of poo poo in the film because he never really believed that it was real. So there's actually two versions and Todd Prescott has copies of both of those. Wow. wow. You'll never see the Patterson, you'll never see the Patterson version because Patricia Patterson and the family controls that Todd has a, he has a copy of it. Wow. But you'll never see the light of day. Yeah. But the BBC version he has, and I, he's actually released that. I think it's on the Sasquatch archives now. You can actually go and see the BBC version. Hmm, but wow. the Patterson version is out there. It does exist. We have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I have not even, I didn't even know that was, I didn't, you know, I never really, that's something I never really thought of. The documentary that they were there filming. I never even thought about they, them finishing it. Hmm. I don't know if I would have. <laughs> I'd have been like, all right, that's it. <laughs> That's a wrap. Well, if you think about it, that's when I had uh, uh, Jeff Mel, Dr. Meldrum has talked about it when I had him on the show. That's that's one of if you ask him what got him into Bigfoot, that's what it is, because he saw it in like he saw it at the theaters, I think, in like 68 when he was like 10 years old or whatever. So that's that's what sort of pulled him in was the actual documentary that Patterson and, and Gimlin filmed. And then they they took it around the movie theaters. But you didn't see it or you don't see it unless you were there, right? Mm-hmm. It got shown what, what, over the next year or whatever, and then it was gone. It's not like it went straight to DVD, right? Yeah. If you miss the new Batman movie at the theater, you can watch it on Netflix in a month or you can pick up the DVD at the Redbox. That's not how it worked with the Patterson-Gimlin documentary, but they there are copies of it, like I said, and Todd has those copies. And I, I found it interesting, that just the story of how he got it, you know, is a pretty interesting story in and of itself. But yeah, I may do something with that. I don't know. I'll have to talk to Todd and see if, you know, what I, what I can use off the archives and what I can't, but you know, we'll we'll see. Exciting stuff moving forward. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. So we, we're at, we're at the hour mark. Uh, if you're good. Oh yeah, I'm good. My brain's still melting. Sorry guys. Everybody at home. All the listeners know I just had a baby and he hasn't slept. Yet, uh, <laughs> neither of you, neither have I. That's well, I, I did sleep this morning a little bit, and that's why I'm in trouble. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, yeah. 
<clears throat> but no, thank you, Brian, for coming on. This has been epic. Yeah, this has been awesome. Uh, we'll have to have you back on because this is a fun. That now we're just flew by after a half hour of uh, technical difficulties. Oh gosh, that was awful. Yeah, I got to make some calls. <laughs> Good times had by all. I hope you kept your uh, receipt for that. Uh... Yep, I bought the warranty, so. Gonna go over there and throw it through the window. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. Will you just? I know. Once again, uh, we just tell everybody where they find all your stuff and everything like that. Yes, Sasquatch Odyssey, Paranormal Odyssey, True Crime Odyssey, all the Odysseys, all the podcasts. The best you can get them anywhere you listen to podcasts. Anywhere you're listening right now, you can find them. All you got to do is search it. And ParanormalWorldProductions.com has all the shows there, all the blogs, all that stuff. So you can go to ParanormalWorldProductions.com and check us out there. So everybody at home, I'll have all the links in the description like normal. So you can just click on them and get there and check them out. Do it. Do it. So, Brian, before we go, we have a tradition how we end this. On the count of three, we'll all scream bye, and then it'll be over. Uh, So if you're good with that, we'll do it. All right. Three, two, one. One. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.